Hi there, thanks for joining me for episode 12 of Gravity, the Digital Marketing Agency podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by small marketing agency owners and solo practitioners just like you. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. In this week's episode, I'm speaking to Louise Brogan, whose business is called Social Bee. Louise runs a thriving practice, which interestingly has avoided the traditional done-for-you digital agency model altogether. I was really excited to spend time with Louise, and I can't wait for you to meet her. So welcome to episode 12, and let's meet Louise. So Louise Brogan, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on. So why don't you just start telling us a little about yourself, your agency, Social B, sort of where you are and what you do. Okay, thanks, Bob, for um, inviting me onto your podcast. So my name is Louise Brogan and my business is Social B and I. I live just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland and I work with um, entrepreneurs who want to really get clear on how to use online marketing to raise their visibility and grow their businesses online. I I do run local workshops here in Belfast, um, mainly on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And um, I have a membership site, the Social Bee Academy, where I have um, entrepreneurs who are figuring out all of this online marketing stuff and building their businesses. And I have a podcast, the Social Bee podcast, where I talk to um, entrepreneurs who have quit their corporate jobs and started a business and what their challenges have been and how they use social media to help them grow their business. So one of the things I found quite neat about, for example, your website is most digital marketing companies, digital marketers, when you visit your website, the very first thing you're looking for is the services tab. There's no services tab or services button on your website. Uh, do you do a done for you kind of service at all? No, I don't. And I started, well, that's a, that actually is a little white lie. I do have two clients that I have as legacy clients that I help them with their social media. But I started out, my business is six years old um, as, of, as of this recording. And I started out being a social media manager for other small businesses. And about three years ago, I think I probably transitioned out of that um, to train people how to do their own marketing and I found that I really preferred that area um, I don't know about you Bob but sometimes when you get a client on and they want you to take on their social media ma- management it all works you know it starts off really well and they supply you with information and events and news about their business but pretty soon it, it you know it stops coming and you find yourself trying to think of what to say about this client and I didn't really enjoy that side of it at all um, but I realized that um, I really have a passion for teaching people, whether it's on online or in person. And that's where I found the sweet spot in my business was actually delivering training um, to other people to teach them how to do it themselves. Yeah, I think falling into the role of service provider and just assuming that that's what people want is a very, very easy one. Uh, certainly in my business mm-hmm. for a long, long time, that's really been the default setting. People want digital marketing. I do digital marketing. Mm-hmm. But actually, if, if people really want a sustainable, long-term authenticity, doing it yourself is the only way to do it. Yes, that's what I think too. And do you work with a particular kind of client? I do, actually. Um, I prob- my majority of my audience are women entrepreneurs who 
um, really have a service-based business and they are aged between, say, 30 and 55. So I, I, I can, over the years, I've really come to understand who my audience are and who my, and all of my social media stats will back that up. That's the majority of the people who are engaging with me, listening to me, buying my programs, um, coming to my workshops. So yeah, that's, that's, it's really, it's really niched down into that, that particular audience for me. So in terms of a niche, you've really sort of focused in on a particular demographic rather than a vertical market. Yes. Well, I would say that, um, so one of the things that I have developed just in this year alone was I'm doing one-to-one online coaching calls and where people book a session with me and we, we spend an hour working through really creating a strategy and a plan for how they're going to raise their profile online. And far and away, those are women who are um, setting up businesses where they are like maybe a life coach or a health coach or um, they're doing some kind of physical classes like say Pilates or yoga um, or mindfulness coaches. So those are the people who are booking my one-to-one sessions. One of the things you've done quite nicely in your business is productize. Um, When you visit your website, there's a really clear journey from sort of entry level product or or sort of engagement through to different stages of engagement. Mm -hmm. How, How long has it taken you to sort of build up that suite of products? I think, um, understanding myself what what my offerings were and having my funnel or suite of products has taken me a while as well um so one of the one of the most popular things i have on my website is my free 30-day social media challenge and it's been a real email list builder for me so it's kind of an introductory level into what i can help people with so basically people sign up for it and they get 30 days of emails um, suggesting what they could use to in- create engagement on their Facebook page. That's the main thing where they start. Um, then I have my standalone courses. So I have like a Facebook for business, which is like a 97 pound standalone course, teaches you everything you need to know about Facebook. Similarly, Facebook groups. Um, similarly, um, there are courses for um, Instagram as well. And then I have my membership site where people want to learn as they go but also have the element of the group coaching so we have a a, a monthly live call where they can come and ask questions and there's a community that they um, are part of and they can ask questions in there and then this year I after attending Youpreneur in 2017 and being part of the mastermind uh, breakout sessions this year I started my own mastermind which is my higher level um, option where I have a group of um, six women who meet weekly for 12 weeks and we have a it's it's brilliant I love it I mean I say it's brilliant because it's the part I love doing it myself I love hosting it so the the members come yeah. along to the mastermind with a particular issue or question for the group and everybody gets involved in figuring out the way forward for them um, and it's a really lovely supportive group and the the women who are in it so it's just coming to the end the first mastermind is coming to the end i got such fabulous testimonials from the members and like i'm so pleased that they've got so much out of it and i really enjoy doing it that it's something that i'd really like to grow um in 2019 and then i have the one-to-one group or the one-to-one coaching as well for people who want to work just individually i think what's really 
interesting with the way you talk about your business and the way lots of other digital marketers don't talk about their business is there's a sense of joy that you have talking about your clients <laughs> that is unusual. And I think that's because of the way that you engage your clients. It's quite different. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I love, I love working with these people. Um, I met with a, a friend this week who is not in the online business space. And, and she said, you know, Louise, you've got all these different pieces to your business. And, you know, if you could do, you know, I think you're doing too many and you should cut down to two of them. Uh, which, which ones do you not really enjoy? And I was like, well, I, I really enjoy all of them. <laughs> she just was very baffled by yeah. that. <laughs> but I do. I, I really love working with these people. And I think um, having a diverse Rev- set of revenue streams is really, really important. Mm. And one of the things I find speaking to lots of different agencies is that when they're successful, it's for one of a few reasons. And one of the most important ones is really diversifying your revenue streams and not simply doing one thing. Coming back to what you were saying about sort of having lots of different ways that people can engage with you that are not done for you digital mm-hmm. marketing instinctively putting myself in the, in the shoes of somebody who does do a digital marketing done for you service. It's terrifying. The idea of moving towards something where you can't simply sell straightforward thousand pounds a month retainers because it's easy to do. It's very easy mm-hmm. to deliver to an extent. Um, but it doesn't, it isn't scalable in the way that your business mm-hmm. is. So to go from where, for example, your colleague that you met the other day was to where you are now. Is that a journey that you've made, and was it difficult, or is it something that you just decided straight away? That's where oh, I'm. Oh no, go. I mean, I'm I'm a very risk averse person, Bob. So I wouldn't let go of um, a good revenue stream until I had something else uh, in its place. And that's really when when I look back how I started my business. For anyone who listens to my own podcast, and um, will will know that I worked. I was a project manager in the health service, so I delivered soft. I implemented software projects in the health service here in Northern Ireland. And when I started my business, I continued that job part time for two years, um, and saved up all the money that I earned in the business uh, to replace my salary before I quit. One of the things that I often find, particularly in uh, the digital marketing, social media management space, is there are two kinds of brands, if you like. Uh, and you see it in particular on places like Instagram, where you will either meet the person in the business or you'll just discover a wall of quotes. <laughs> uh, and you have that balance really, really nice. Um, it's clearly designed to resonate with your audience and you clearly know who your audience mm-hmm. is, but it's really well done. Thank you. But that doesn't stop there. It's it's working really well on YouTube and obviously your podcast. Mm-hmm. How conscious have you been about the cultivation of a personal brand? Because it it comes across really well and looking at how you have productized if you hadn't done that mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to achieve any success with the with the sales and the products yes i think um that has definitely developed over the last couple of years and, and the realization that people will buy from me because of because of how i talk and because of how i teach and i'm not for everybody and i understand that um you know, yesterday I got an email from somebody about, so I'm, I'm launching uh, while we're recording this and I'll have already started by the time this goes live, but I'm, I'm doing a group coaching program on Monday for um, how to create, build and plan and market your first online course. And I got an email from one of my, um, the ladies on my email list and she said, Louise, I know your course will be amazing. And this other person is selling something similar, which, which costs, you know, 
at least triple the price. And um, she says, but I'm going, you know, I, I follow her for her mindset, but I like the way you teach. You're so calm and how you teach. And I, I'm following you for your marketing. And that was really interesting right. to me, the way she described me. Um, and I've had, I've heard that before. Like I, I explain things in my local workshops and online, I think in a hopefully simple, straightforward way. Um, and I remember, I remember a couple of years ago doing Natalie Lussier's, um, she's a, a, 30, a brilliant 30 day challenge thing that you sign up for. And I remember she was the first person to ever explain to me how, um, some, it was like something in Google, I can't remember, Google Analytics, I think. The first person to ever explain Google Analytics in a way that I actually understood it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that's who I want to be. I want to be the person when you come to my membership or you do my group coaching, that first of all, hopefully I'm explaining things in a nice, simple way, complicated things, but I explain it in a way that you understand it. But if you don't understand it, I want you to feel comfortable enough to say, Louise, I don't really know what you mean there. Can you explain that in another way? Um, and I think that is maybe one of my um, MOs for people. And I, want, I always say in a workshop, um, there's no such thing as a stupid question. You can ask me whatever you want. Again, looking at a lot of the agencies at any size that I speak to, um, although they're digital marketing agencies, actually, when you dig into it, a large proportion of their work comes through word mm -hmm. of mouth. And that's always puzzled me a little bit, that you would think that being digital marketing agencies, we'd be able to promote ourselves online, design sales funnels that drive traffic and convert, and we would all have all the customers we needed. But it's just <laughs> not the case a lot of the time. How is that with you? Because obviously you're you're not selling a done-for-you service to mm. a large extent. Um, where do you find your audience is and what does your sales process look like? I Well, if I give you an example of one of my um, customers who, let's call her Claire. Claire um, was following. So, so Claire, Claire had seen <laughs> what I was doing on my Facebook page. And whenever she saw that I was running a 30-day challenge, she signed up for it. And she was just at exactly the right stage of business for me. Um, I, I had launched my my membership program and she joined it and it's teaching her everything she needs to know about how to build her business online. Claire has messaged me to say that she is going to join my group coaching program this Monday. And whenever I had launched my mastermind in September, Claire and I had a conversation over Facebook Messenger about the mastermind and we both agreed that she wasn't ready for it yet but I have no doubt that Claire will join yeah. the mastermind um, in the second half of 2019 so I think that in terms of a, a, a funnel's a funny word I think funnel's a funny word because I'm not funneling people along I, I think that people come to me or find me maybe more of a nurturing yes, process so. than a, a yeah, brutal funnel I think process so. Um, and I certainly, I, I certainly do a lot of stuff for free online and a lot of people come to me that way. And there's a lot mm. of my audience who are what I call the freebie seekers. You know, there's definitely people who I have a free Facebook group called the Social Beehive. And there's about 1600 people in there. And I would say that a good three quarters of them will never buy something from me because they aren't in the mindset of, like you and I are where we invest in stuff to grow our businesses. You know, going to London youpreneur is not just the ticket and the flights and the hotel you know it's also time away from the family 
But I know when I do these things, my business moves forward. Um, and a lot of people, I think, online haven't come around to that awareness yet. You mentioned people subscribe through your website mm. and you have the, the, the free challenges and things mm -hmm. like that. One of the things that I find quite often is you can put lead magnets, opt-ins, things like that on a mm -hmm. website and they will either fly or they will fall mm. flat. Um, what advice would you give to anybody in our space that was looking to really optimize that kind of opportunity? They might have a website that has a degree of traffic, maybe three or 400 visitors a yeah. month. If they want to start converting some of that into list, what are the sort of ninja tricks that you've picked up along the way? I listen to my audience. Um, I listen to what they're saying in Facebook groups and um, in message threads. And I, I hear what they want help with and I create things to help them with that. So when I write, I write blog posts. Um, I try and write one once a week and I, you know, not always successful. I try and get a blog post out a week and every blog post that I do will have some sort of um, offer at the end that is directly related to what I've written about in the blog post to get those people onto my email list. And is that something you'll create unique to go with that post or do you just have a suite of things that you can... Well, it, it really depends. So for example, if I write any posts about Facebook, I have um, a guide to how to start using Facebook in your business. So I will always link that to a, to a blog post about Facebook, for example, um, and the same yeah. about LinkedIn. And um, the 30-day, the, the, the big list builders for me, Bob, and I've got, we talked before we started recording about, you know, maybe about, talk about numbers. So I had 1,700 people on my email list. I culled um, about 300 off it about two, three months ago. Um, because they never they were people who never opened the emails. So I've got about 1,450 people on there now. And I would say that those people have joined my email list through the 30-day challenge and webinars in the main, in the main. And then the smaller right. numbers have come through um, downloading whatever PDFs I put out. Um, but the other thing, actually, that I'd, we haven't mentioned was the um, online summit that I did last year, actually. And I'm, do I'm doing another one in 2019. And that's going to be a huge list builder for me in January. So it's like it's like going to a conference, except you're in your house watching it on your computer. Yeah, you'll have to you have to come watch it, Bob. So it's called Raise Your Visibility Online. And last year, I reached out to about twelve um, people who had been on my podcast as guests and who were experts in their field to come on. And this year, I have pushed myself a bit. And I have got um, some really fantastic names on there. So I've got Kate Erickson from Entrepreneurs on Fire is doing, she's doing a class on um, how to get started in podcasting. I have got um, Jessica Lorimer, who was on stage at Youpreneur, is going to do a class on sales. Um, I have got Carol Cox, who has the Speaking Your Brand podcast in out of Florida coming on to do um, a talk mm. about how to speak and loads of other people. So I've really got really high quality experts in that. And that's going to be a huge list builder for me. So I'm really looking forward to getting that started. So I'm always thinking about growing my list and how to grow my list and what to offer my community that's going to help them in their business. And you mentioned Facebook, Facebook mm. groups that you built an audience mm. there. Again, maybe walk me through a little bit from deciding I'm going to invest in Facebook. I'm going to spend time there to get to the point where you have a large group and probably a, a large following on your mm. Facebook page. What have been the real drivers of there? What's really worked? I think, I mean, I've got about 4,000 followers on my Facebook page. 
and I have an engaged wow. Facebook page. So when I put put stuff on my Facebook page, I, I generally get comments and engagement on whatever I post on there. Um, and I think that's because I've attracted people who want to hear what I have to say. You know, that's mm. really interesting because if, if I were to contrast that with the average, even big standard high street creative agency, they might have yeah. a few hundred. So that's really yeah. outstanding. I know. I'm really... Um, I'm really proud of my Facebook page, actually, and I'm proud of the I'm I'm prouder of the engagement rate on it than necessarily the number. Although when I broke through the four thousand, of course, I did a little happy dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the Facebook group people find me from all over the place. It's it's suggested to them. They come from Pinterest. A friend tells them about it. Lots of different things. And again, I. I think that I, it's a nurturing place. People ask questions and we, I help them and other people help them in there. And, you know, I, I spend time in there. And I have, I think one of my most successful blog posts, actually, my most read blog post is about what's the difference between a Facebook page and a Facebook group and what you post in those two things that makes a difference to it. Um, and I think some, you know, people will set up a Facebook group but not spend time growing it. Like at the start, I really spent a lot of time in there every day posting and getting engagement going and now it's almost like it's its own community and people will connect with each other in there which is brilliant i'm also very tight on the rules there's no spam allowed there's no self-promotion when you join the group absolutely i say please tell us a bit about your business and what you do but you don't get to just fire in you know here's my blog post la 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 and which makes it a a place that people are happy to go to and ask questions because they know it's not just full of self-promotion. Earlier this year, I became one of the Facebook and Instagram accredited trainers for the UK. So there are 23 of us, I think, across the UK. And it's for a program that Facebook have called She Means Business. And that has helped as well. So I've been in Facebook and I've, I've been trained by Facebook on, you know, tips and tricks on how to use Facebook and Instagram and I have a role here in Northern Ireland where I host a monthly meetup for female founders who want to know about using Facebook and Instagram. And that's probably done me no harm either in the whole Facebook space. No, it yeah. won't have. <laughs> I guess this is possibly the last question, but I think it's probably the most important. And it's not a question that I commonly ask, but you're really, really busy. You're really productive. You've clearly, you're doing lots of different things. And I can only imagine you must be quite disciplined with your time. And I'd like to maybe dig into how you manage your time because time management in terms of social media marketing is, is it, uh, if you're spending time all day on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, it's very easy to lose mm. an hour, an afternoon yeah. down a rabbit hole. So how do you manage okay. your time? I think that other people think I manage it far better than I think I manage it. <laughs> <laughs> When I create a piece of content, so whether it's, so my, my podcast goes out on a Monday um, and I create a blog post out of that and then I share those across my social media platforms. I check in on any notifications I have on those platforms. I don't go on LinkedIn every day. I don't go, when I say I don't go on Twitter, I mean, I'll, I'll check my phone for notifications in the morning, but I don't spend time tweeting um, I have made a conscious effort this year to grow my Instagram. So I do spend maybe 10, 15 minutes on Instagram every day. I think I'm quite lucky in my content creation. 
in that I can come up with content relatively quickly. Maybe it's because I know what my audience want and what 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 they like. Um, it's also this Irish gift of the gab. It I must be that probably no. helps. <laughs> Uh, like last night, I, I made a I made an advent calendar for free last night to share on my social media, and it took me thirty minutes. So I, I came up with 24, <laughs> 24 um, helpful, useful tips for social media for my audience. And it took me I it was it took me half an hour while I was watching the TV. <laughs> so maybe it's when you focus in on a particular area and you love doing it, it makes it easier. I don't know. That's probably not very helpful. I think also. If- you clearly know your audience and you clearly know what they value uh, and value is relative. It's what's valuable for you will possibly be a different thing, but you know that this is valuable to them and it's easy for you and you, it's easy to get into that flow state then. Yeah. And I really, yes, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Like the, the online course thing that I'm making, I have really loved kind of outlining what it is I want to teach people. I think I, my older sister is a teacher in a grammar school and I think that maybe that's somewhere in our blood too. You know, I really love teaching other people stuff. And they say, you know, yeah. to, to be able to, to to have a business like this, you need to be like maybe one step ahead of your audience. I think I'm a few more steps ahead of it. But I love um, almost like the transformation that somebody gets. And we talked about that Lady Claire I'm watching her and I can see her business growing and I love it. I love seeing the success that she's having and I get a real kick out of that. So like, yeah. I don't think I'd ever do anything differently. But you would possibly do more of it, which is maybe my next question is, is the, the cliche question is what's down the road for Claire Brogan, Louise Brogan, Louise sorry, Brogan. <laughs> still thinking about your Claire. Social B, where do you want things want, to go? So I would like to grow my membership site Um because I really like helping the people in there. Like we had a call this morning and, and the questions and that we covered were really good. And I like, I love that. And, and that must be the Irish part of me too. I love communicating and talking to people. So um, growing the membership site, um, getting my next mastermind up and running in January, doing more live events yeah. actually locally. So I'm, I'm doing um, my second Facebook Instagram day in January and Towards the middle or end of next year, I'd love to have my own one-day event here in Belfast. And I could maybe look at my Raise Your Visibility online summit and turn it into an in-person event. I would love that. I'd love to bring people to Belfast yeah. from all over the UK who've never been here and show them, you know, show them our city, but also bring really brilliant speakers over as well to yeah, I think, uh, get in front of my audience. I think Belfast's probably similar to where I am in Aberdeen and it is, it's mm. it's not a normal stopping point for me, for many people. Yeah. Um and then the other, the thing we didn't actually talk about was the 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 in-person workshops and and the corporate work that I do yeah. as well. Um and that that is actually going really really well and the interesting thing for me Bob is that the audience who are booking me for the corporate work are not people who generally go to my website that yeah. I'm aware of. That is word of mouth. And that is me spending time on sites like LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I'm getting contacted for for those workshops. I did have a, um, a local mentor who suggested that I should change my website over away from the entrepreneurial stuff to attract more of these corporates and that's kind of what the person, the friend that I met with this week was saying as well, you know, because I get really good money for those workshops, but I really am passionate about the entrepreneur space. So I'm happy to 
get the corporate bookings continuing um, while building my own entrepreneurial social beehive online. I have a fairly clear plan. Um, I think I'll be really pushing myself outside my comfort zone to organize. Um, I'm not even calling it a conference to organize a day event here. But the the thing that I want to focus on growing actually in 2019 is the podcast. I want to really grow the podcast audience because I get a lot of, well, like every now and again, you get a really lovely email from somebody who listens to it, who you didn't, you weren't even aware of, which is yeah. wonderful. I haven't um, had any of those yet. <laughs> oh, have you not, Bob? Well, somebody sent Bob an email. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I had a, I had a, when I went to London to visit I, my university friends um, a couple of months ago, I thought, while I'm in London, I might do a, I might do a social bee meetup. Um, so I booked a little room in a coffee shop and I just emailed my list and I said, I'm coming to London. If anyone, Would anyone like to come along and meet and we can talk about social media? And I had um, six, six women came and it was lovely. And I thought, you know, that would be really interesting to see if I could do more of those. You know, I'm going to the, I'm going to two conferences in Newcastle next year. And I thought, I wonder could I do a meetup? around those conferences. I don't even know if I've got an audience in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, but I love, I definitely love, I thrive on meeting people in real life as well, which is kind of funny for somebody who does the majority of her work behind a computer screen. Um, like I'm really quite a sociable person. Um, yeah. So it's a good mix. It's a good mix of being o- online and, and in person as well. But I would like to grow the pod, uh, circling back around, to grow the podcast um, to get more of an audience of those people that th- the people who book my one-to-ones I think are coming to me through the podcast as well uh, and that's a really nice um, way yeah. to work with somebody I'm gonna have to have you back on sometime because I haven't really dug into any of the tactics around podcasting or YouTube or how that's impacted your business and I also haven't really asked you much about how you market your business which are two of the that's certainly one of the areas that I would normally go into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to keep you too long. I know you have other things to do today. Uh, yeah. But if people want to connect with you, uh, how would you like them to do that? They can connect with me on all my social media as Social BNI or visit my website, socialbni.com. Um, and listen to the podcast, the Social B podcast. That'll be wonderful. Louise Brogan, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you. Um, and I'd love to do it again sometime but for now thank you very much thank you Bob thanks for having me on the done for you digital marketing agency model is the foundation for most small agency owners the goal for a lot of us should be to work towards many of the elements Louise locked in right from the start And the result from Louise is that she gets to spend most of her time serving her audience and producing content they love. And this is what's driving her growth. If you run a digital agency or you're thinking of stepping out on your own, then I have something for you. I'd love you to download my short agency playbook, The Six Keys to Unlock Success in Your Digital Agency. And it's yours for free. Just visit my website at bobgentle.com and grab your copy. As always, please do take a second to review this podcast in iTunes. My name is Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Louise for making the time. Don't forget to check out Social Be Online. Thanks to you for listening. See you next time.